Let's just uh, <clears throat> testing, testing, whore, whore, slut. <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good. We are good. Put that in the intro. those airlock doors are secure. Yeah, we don't want to revisit movie night or anything like that. Uh, anyway, welcome to Podcast Night on Gargantua 1. I'm Grimia, and my co-host here is Colin. Uh, Grimia, I found Still- a cassette. What's this one? Uh, Led Zeppelin in through the outdoor. Can I put it on? I'd rather you didn't, because Zeppelin sold out on that one. You want to listen to it anyway? Colin, I have memories attached to that record. Can we drop this, please? Is it because you killed a whole bunch of ninjas while it was playing, so now it reminds you of ninjas? No. Frogmen. Does it remind you of Frogmen? No. A team of mutated half-dog, half- It's a woman! The only (laughs) woman I've ever loved! Are you happy now? No, because you snapped at me. All right, you're all right, Colin. You're all right. We got to do this episode. Actually, we have to do some housekeeping. Uh, This should be our last episode of the year, and we will see you back in the new year at some point. We won't actually see you because this is well, yeah, this is in audio format. But yeah, if you are enjoying what we're doing, we have a Discord. I'm never there. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes one of us is live. Very rarely. I don't think we have anything else to shill. Oh, if you crochet, Colin's wife makes crochet patterns. And if you don't crochet, she makes plush you can buy. That's true. I own some, because I can't crochet. Neither can I, so she makes me things. You get all of the cool stuff. I, I also I have a I also have a podcast. It's currently on extended hiatus uh, due to both a the holidays and stuff but also there was a tech issue with the last episode so that just kind of broke my spirit spirit broken no nope, it just it just broke my spirit that's what's relevant spirit broken but you know what can solve broken spirits a little bit of eeny meeny miny magic yes this is common theme written by Hammer, directed by Public. It is our first appearance of Dr. Orpheus, and he is very dramatic, and I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Concept of Orpheus came from both Doc Hammer and Jackson Public, although I think Hammer has more claim to Orpheus. And he is he is very much a Doctor Strange. I picked up on that, like... A budget Doctor right Strange. Away kind of thing like you look at him and it's the you know the cape and the particularly at the end when he starts like throwing out magical hand signs and stuff yeah I mean he does the whole and he's got it's the whole thing yeah the hand waving and the the magic amulets yeah it's just uh Doctor Strange he's also this isn't saying a whole lot, but so far it appears that Orpheus is a much better dad than Rusty. I've seen cartons of expired milk that are better dads than Rusty. <laughs> like, 
not exactly saying a whole lot because Rusty's really just kind of checked out in that department. Yeah. But I, I would say, like, even not even just compared to Rusty, but just like in general, Orpheus seems like a pretty good dad. He cares about his daughter, you know? Yeah, yeah. You can have one pudding, you know? Be nice to this weird kid. Yeah. Hey, this is my colleague's weird kid. Please just. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Join your lunch pail. Hank and Dean don't usually get to interact with like for lot. Yeah, they really they're really just in a time capsule on the compound. Yeah, but like normal people, like they'll interact with bad guys who are just as psychotic as the life they live, but Triana's like just a normal goth chick. Yeah. Like casual just, goth. Yeah. She's just there and so He's, like, spouting animal facts and saying lunch pail. Disassociates, <laughs> disassociating thinking about the box. That it, it gets very hot in the box. Very hot. That pot made. And, and so it's just, like, it's odd. Yeah. It's it, and I don't think it's ever like clicked for me before that like these these boys are are, are quite quite weird uh, comparatively because the rest of the world seems just as weird as them usually but uh, you know now maybe it's not. Well, yeah, they're very much isolated. It is very culty, kind of. Yeah. Which I guess, well, I guess this brings us to the the reference I didn't notice before, which uh, when D, uh, Triana calls Dean David Koresh, when he refers, uh, he says, "I'll see you around the compound." Um, David Koresh was one of the cult leader in the, uh, the 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 Waco, Texas thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He led that particular cult. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a reference that I didn't get. Because I have not seen the show before now. Yay. But I, I mean, if I had to pick reference I liked. I mean, I, I guess I really like the Doctor, like Doctor Strange. Right? Like being Orpheus. Mm -hmm. Um... Where's the other one that I liked? I love how dramatic is like he uses specific words. He's intentionally sounding like a, I guess like the poet Byron. Yeah. Okay. Here. Uh. Here. So I just look, I'm looking at the wiki page and I like this. Dean's statement that penguins have an organ above their eyes that converts seawater into fresh water apparently learned in his subliminal learning bed, is quoted directly from Snapple's Real Facts number 131. Yeah, it's a Snapple fact. Back when they would print those on the lids. That's hilarious. That is so I, funny. Is it, are they actually learning anything in the beds, or is it just Snapple facts? <laughs> An outdated... Knowing Rusty? Outdated cultural references and Snapple facts. And lunch pails. 
Well, that's outdated. Nobody calls them lunch pails anymore. You know, you know what that means. We got to start calling them lunch pails. I uh, as another thing, and I, I talked about this in in green room. Brock is is a much better father to the boys than Rusty. Yeah, this is another peak Brock being a nanny episode. He doesn't need to do any of this, and I think he genuinely likes these boys. Oh, yeah, like in the beginning when he like yells at Hank and he's like immediately, oh, God damn it. I can't yell at him. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Okay. He's trying to, Hank's trying to snap the quarters. He's like, nah, you got to start at one. You got to work your way up. Yeah, and it's like, and and not in like a, a way that's like shutting him down or being derogatory, but just like I hear, like you can get there, but let's 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 go slow and steady. Not if I open my eyes, you better be on fire. Really, really horrible. And, and then contrasting that with, um, like, oh, doesn't your dad have a nickname for you? Well, I've heard him call me Dave or Don a few times. And it's like, okay, so your dad just gets your name wrong. Like, okay. He also has no idea how to get them out of the fucking yeah. joy can. No, it's locked on the inside. <laughs> Orpheus figures it out. Well, he's magic. Well, actually, Dean kind of figures it out. Yeah, well, Dean, uh, it's like the true love or whatever, right? Yeah. He hears Triana on the other side of the can. And this is after he was wearing a crown. <laughs> tinfoil. They they say in the art book that tinfoil was... That was, like, the hardest thing to get... Oh, I'm not talking about the tinfoil. Right. I'm talking about the, the Burger King crown he's wearing when he's making out with his hand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was... It's just really awkward to watch. Like, this is like, the dialogue. Oh, Tina, I'm so very frightened. What do you think that caveman will do to us? Shh. Hush my pet. I rigged it. Rigged what? Now just relax, Triana. Let your prom king take care of you. And then starts kissing. Like that's such a cringy teenager move. <laughs> it is. It's so funny. But it's also again, it's like the the move of a cringy teenager uh, who very sheltered crin cringy teenager. Yes, who's sheltered in like time locked in the fifties. Yeah, I could see this on like a weird special episode of Happy Days. A very strange one where they get. Trapped in a tube made by the heart of an orphan. After the shark jumping, who knows? That was, though, I forgot about that for a minute. Yeah. The orphan. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> like, hey, where, I'm trying to find the dialogue for it. Rusty made, he made something and it worked, but it was also possessed. An orphan? And then, it gets worse though. I like how dis he's so dismissive of the magic that Orpheus is doing, and he's making science things out of orphan parts. Yeah, yeah, but then Orpheus is like, it's powered by a forsaken child, and Rusty's might be kind of, I mean, I didn't use the whole thing. That's very wasteful, too. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, first of all, that's the first rule of hunting, guys. Use everything, okay? Even if you're hunting orphans, use everything. I don't advocate for hunting do not orphans. not hunt people. I'm just saying if you do. If you do. That may be the most dangerous game, but don't do it. 
But if you do, don't. But if you do, use use everything, okay? Don't. But it's just... Don't I, be wasteful. I don't know. I feel like that exchange, funny as it is, does show a lot about Rusty. The dismissiveness for human life of a child's life. Just calling it a thing. It's It's incredibly dark. And I just... Horrible. And it's like Orpheus is is nicer too. He's nicer to the boy. Like he's encouraging their weird little go team venture, and also pressuring Rusty to rescue them. Yeah, yeah. And Rusty could care less. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's just he just wants to make friends with the weird magic doctor. Eh, I don't think he even really wants to be friends with him. He, he seems insistent on being buddy-buddy with him. I think that was when he first thought he was, like, a doctor-doctor. A oh, uh, okay. Rusty doesn't have an actual doctorate. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I think it might- he might have, like, an honorary one. Because his dad died while he was still in college, so they might have just given him an honorary one. Just have, I guess, because they felt bad. Yeah, know. that's fair. Orpheus, this is in later episodes, he comes back, obviously, because I said this was, like, his first appearance. He mm -hmm. consistently calls him Mr. Venture. He refuses to call him Dr. Venture. Yeah, I'm even, like, I'm even looking at, like, Orpheus's page on the wiki, and it says, like, he's quite protective of Hank and Dean, and seems to bear more fatherly feelings towards them than there's their own father. Yeah. And then he even goes on to say, an ongoing joke, even the monarch seems to like the boys more. Yeah. And I'm just, like... I think it breaks my heart a little bit every time just to see how Rusty treats his sons. It's it's not it's not great. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. I guess also uh we can't ignore the elephant in the room that is Brock killed a guy. Yep. Before he had a license to kill. Yep. I, I do like that they added a translator for ASL in there. No, it was an accident. Like yes, Brock it was didn't an murder him. That's uh, I don't know if 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 it's the actual guy. It's the Joy Can, right? So it's Brock wants to be forgiven. Blondie, you're killing me. Yeah, so I don't know if it's the Joy Can saying Brock has been forgiven or if it's the actual ghost of that guy. Right. I think it's the Joy Can. Like, because if it's the Joy Can, you can interpret it where, like, Brock knows he deserves to be forgiven, but can't, can't process that for himself. But by letting. That's true. The Joy Can be something that makes you happy, it's like he's able to allow himself to be forgiven through that. Yeah. Because, like, Dean was like, mm, I'm hungry, and then a pie yeah. showed up. The dead guy being deaf, uh, they say they say this in the art book, they added it last minute because they, they wanted it to be worse. Like, Brock killed a man. That's pretty bad. What if we made him partially deaf? Yeah. 
Just let's let's break our hearts even more. Yeah, that would be worse. That's it's worse that's, by a lot. Yeah, that's worse. Feeling real sad now. No, I think. Um, I mean, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed every episode we've done so far. There's an episode where I'm like, wow, that sucked. I think this is my favorite. Uh, for me personally, it had some of the most laugh out loud moments, and a lot of them came from teens interactions. With, just being cringy. Yeah, with Triana. Just so weird. Um, and also some of Dr. Orpheus's like weird lines like, why don't you guys go have that prepackaged cereal? I'm yeah. like, is there cereal that is wild that you prefer, sir? Is just kind of where my brain's going with that. So I I, I love this episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't think it breaks into top five episodes for me. At some point, I'll have to do a breakdown okay. of all of my favorite episodes. Well, and there's a lot of episodes. There's a lot of episodes. Honestly, I I think a lot of the best episodes are like seasons one to four. But also past season four, there's a lot of good episodes. My, most of my favorites come from one through four. Okay. That's the seasons I'm most familiar with. I've seen those a million times. Nice. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm, my top five are the first five episodes because that's all I've seen so far. And I, I want badly to, like, sit and, like, binge through it. But that defeats that's the fair. purpose. And I cannot. But the, the ADHD in me just wants to consume media at an unhealthy rate, so. The exposure. It changes the exposure. That's the way to go. Well, if that's all we have to say, um, I'm gonna go find a Ouija board and ask if I'm gonna find true love. Um, that's fine. Don't summon any ghosts or anything. Because, uh, next year, even, we will see you for Ghosts of the Sargasso. And we will see you next time. Yeah.